Focus is one of the most important elements of performance. But did you know there's four different styles of focus and you're going to have a tendency towards one of those? Do you know the pros and cons of that particular style of focus and how that's going to affect you under pressure? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the seventh episode of The Kathy Keats Show. Well, this is one of probably the most important things I ever learned about, and it's the idea of attentional control. Now, we've often heard that we need to focus where we shouldn't be distracted, but really, how do we do those things? In my last episode with the iconic sheepdog handler, Scott Glenn, we touched on the idea of what he did when he was under a tremendous amount of pressure. And he said, well, just focus on the job. And he's 100% correct. The problem is most people don't know how to do that. Now, certainly there's an element of having incredible skills and tons and tons of hours of practice and experience. All those things help you focus on the job. But most people don't understand how to train to focus. And mastery of attention is one of the primary skills that elite competitors of any type have. Certainly dog handlers have it. So what is the idea of attentional control? Well, attentional control is the idea that we know in competition, there's all kinds of things going on. And we have to know what's important to look for. What are the important stimuli in the environment to get scientific? (laughs) What we have to look for that's important at any given moment. And at any given moment, what's important is going to change. So in dog agility, as your dog's approaching an obstacle at that moment, it's important to make sure the dog's committing to the jump. So our attention goes and narrows down on that dog and hopefully even narrows down onto their eyes and their head. So we're really reading the intention of the dog as to whether they're going to commit or not. So we know what to do next, when we can leave. In sheepdogging, it might be you've got a really tricky you at the pen and you've got to really narrow down a bit. You still have to be aware of all the sheep, of course, but you're trying to manipulate that sheep to be in a good position to help get her into the pen. So at that moment, we know that's important. In dog agility, once I see that dog is going to the jump, I can take an instant to check the course and widen out my attention to make sure I don't run into something, (laughs) which I'm sure has never happened to me, but that's beside the point. So it's really important to understand that our attention shifts. And you heard me use a couple of terms, wide and narrow. And there's two other terms I want you to pay attention to is internal and external. So I'll give you examples of those. So before we go in the ring, if we are attention is internal. That can be all right because we can be judging what we're thinking about. We can be judging how ready we feel. We can judge if we need to get some more energy into our body or if we need to calm ourselves down a bit. We'll be thinking about strategy. We'll be thinking about tactically what we're going to do. And that's a part of the preparation process. But if I'm in the middle of competition and I go internal, so for example, using dog agility again, I think, 
I just hear my dog tick a bar and all of a sudden my attention goes there and I think, oh no, I wonder if the bar came down. We all know that that <laughs> is probably going to result in a disastrous run because my attention is now focused on the wrong cues or the wrong things. I've gone internal, narrow, and started focusing on my thoughts. So the same thing happens in sheepdogging where you'll be having a great trial and you've nailed everything and you know you're doing really well and you've hit all your panels and you're coming into the shedding ring or you're coming to the pen and all of a sudden you start to panic because you know you've got this great run going and you start to think things like, oh, all I need is this pen or this shed and I've got it. Well, you've gone internal again with your focus, which is not where you want your focus to be. You want it to be external on the job. So we all have tendencies or a natural predisposition towards a certain type of focus. You might be more likely to be narrow focus or wide focus or more internal or more external. So when you're more narrow focused, you tend to block out the environment really well and are able to focus on the things that are right in front of you that and pick out really important small things in the environment. But the downside is, is sometimes you miss important things that are outside of the scope of what you're paying attention to or what you're focusing on. And the other thing about narrow focus is it tends to bring more tension into your body. People who are wide focus, they tend to see big picture. They tend to not miss too much in terms of they see a lot of things happening. The other thing that wide focus people tend to be is a little more relaxed because they're not so narrow and tense trying to focus on something really hard. They have a softer focus. But the downside to wide focus is you can often pick up too much. So if your attentional field goes too wide, you end up hearing the announcer, you get distracted by everything going on around you, and you miss small things that are right in front of you that are important to focus on. So you can see there's pros and cons to both. So we all have a tendency one way or the other. And interestingly enough, under pressure, that tendency can often become exaggerated. So people who have a wide focus, under real pressure, that's when they can get scattered and start to, everything seems like it's moving, you know, like a blur way too fast. And people who are really narrow can get very almost obsessed on what they're doing and just stick to the same thing and, and miss really important stuff that's going on around. So they're less likely to change and they're often very likely to tense up a lot. So understanding what your tendency is and learning to manipulate your attention to what's important at the right time is a huge part of learning to perform under pressure and also performing consistently. A simple way to practice this is when you're sitting somewhere safe, like at your desk, preferably not driving, and I know some of you will be driving when you listen to this, so it might not be the best time to try it. But what you do is you look at something in front of you, you just pick some random thing that's maybe on your desk or in the room that you're sitting in, and you stare at that thing. And what you do is you pick a point on that thing and you try and narrow your focus down to the point where, almost like you're looking at Google Maps where, uh, or Google Earth, where you see the whole earth and then it zooms into a town and the earth disappears. It grows in your vision and disappears to where you zoom in on that point of the town and the town gets big. So you pick a point on the item that you're looking at and you try and zoom in so much on that point that it's like the object you're looking at fills your vision and all you see is that point. So imagine, for example, a dartboard 
and you're trying to focus on the tiny little red dot in the middle of the dartboard so that the dartboard fills your vision almost like you've become an ant and you're sitting in the middle of the dartboard. So that's the kind of thing that you want to try and try and hold that for a moment. And that's an example of external narrow focus. Now, widen out your vision and see the entire room. So everything will almost have a soft, slightly blurry appearance to it. And that's wide external focus. So that's the kind of thing that happens when you're shifting your vision. The same thing can happen internally, where you think specifically focus on the thoughts that are going through your mind. A single thought, like imagine a single word or a single image and you focus only on that, versus just generally being aware of your body and how it's feeling. So that's a version of internal wider focus. Now, try and imagine a white polar bear while you're staring at the external object you were looking at before. So hold the white polar bear in your mind and stare at the external object. You can see that's much harder to do and why it's so difficult to hold thoughts in your mind while you're focusing on external things and why when you start to think about things, it impacts your performance and takes you out of the flow. So you can do those things just to practice shifting around, but it's important to understand that that is a prime factor in performance because that allows you to direct your attention to where it's needed so you can pick up the important cues at the moment you need to pick them up. So it's not just about being able to shift that focus. It's about knowing when to shift it for your sport. And it's also about knowing what you're looking for when you shift it. So the same thing, both in dog agility, in sheepdog trialing, and in basketball. When I was going to shoot a hoop, I was focused entirely on the rim, no matter what else was going on around me. And there was other times where you're playing offense or defense and you're trying to see all the players around you. So it's relevant to everything that you do. And in fact, it's even relevant to driving. As those of you who are listening to this and driving can certainly attest to, because sometimes you need to focus on what's right in front of you. And sometimes you're looking up the road to see the bigger picture. So make sure you practice attentional control in casual situations and start to pay attention to how you focus when you're in your sport and particularly notice what your focus does when you're under pressure because that will be the key to helping you find the right kind of focus for your top performance and how to pull yourself back from the edge when you're feeling your focus go off kilter when you're feeling pressure. All right, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure to drop by kathykeats.com backslash support the show to keep the show going and keep it ad free. I've got some exciting stuff coming up in the next few episodes, some exciting guests and also uh, some potential giveaways. So keep an ear out for that. As always, take care and I'll talk to you soon. Like a butterfly, sting like a bee, roar like a lion.